This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 456. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I am alongside here with Brandon. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And unfortunately this week, Chris is unable to attend the podcasting. But you can follow him on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Go listen to all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, and all that fun stuff. Buy a t-shirt, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome, as always, and yourself? I'm doing uh, pretty uh, sweet. You know, I'm drinking some agua instead of some cafe con leche, and I'd rather be having some cafe con leche. Why? Coffee, coffee literally does nothing for me. I mean, I don't. I it's it's a nice smell, but I just I don't. I it's I like gross. the taste. It's I don't know. Bitter. I I don't know. I I like the taste of it, and especially when you add some sort of flavor in, like an international cafe or something like that. Um. Yeah, I like the taste. So but, how'd you like trick or treating? It was fun. It was fun. A lot of people were giving out candy. They did not expect me. Like, it was kind of weird. I had to explain my costume. So when I would knock on the door and they would open up the front door, I would have to be like, yeah, no, I am Brandon from Marking Out. Right, um, right, right. And then I would have to give them the flyer. Do, so, you, do you remember that time you dressed up as me <laughs> and scared that living daylight out of Chris? I wish that you were there to I record wish it. Too. I really wish. I wish, I wish that I, I, I wish I saw it live. Yo, Chris or went I, in down. General. Chris went down like a sack of bricks. He actually fell down. I'm like thinking. I'm like, if I was a burglar or something, you just fell down. Like what was but, like? What could he possibly have thought that like he opens the door and sees you in a wig? I I don't know. I mean, I was in a wig. I had a pillow stuffed underneath my my a little, shirt. A little offensive, but okay. Um. Well, I mean, I didn't have two pillows stuffed. Right. Just one. Yeah. You know. You know. Um. But yeah, no. He totally went. He like wasn't even really expecting it. He opened up the door and wasn't really looking at me. And then he looked up, like he kind of like glanced up, or it like registered to him, and he just like fell right back over backwards. And I'm just laughing my bum off. It was pretty funny. And so how was your week? It was good. It was a good week. How about yours? It was good. We have a shared experience. We went to a wedding. Yes, that we did. <laughs> and that was a shared good time. Yeah. I uh, I just sit at weddings. Yeah, but this time Brandon was a fiend. No, 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 no. No, I just sat at the wedding. I enjoyed it. And you, you get on the dance floor, you dance. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, always fun dancing with uh, Zach. Yeah. And, you know, Zach's a, he, he's a DJ. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. He, 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 he's like one of those uh, bar mitzvah dancers, you know. He gets everybody engaged. 
That would be an so, MC, I guess, but an MC. He's an actual DJ, so yeah. But well, uh, he, yeah, he's my. That's he was. He had no affiliation with the wedding other than we were we were related to the bride. Yeah, but it was a great wedding. Very happy uh, occasion, and the food was really good too. Uh, yeah, it's weird because I've never seen chicken and waffles during a cocktail hour or yeah. Yeah, at a wedding in general. Yeah, I actually did not try the chicken and waffles. I didn't either because the chicken was on the bone. Oh. And there's like, when I go to a wedding, there are like certain foods that are just like off, completely off limits to me because I'm wearing a suit and I don't want to like mess it up or anything. Like during a cocktail hour, if they have pasta, not doing it because more than likely there's not going to be a place for me to sit and like know (laughs) that the sauce isn't going to get onto my shirt or anything. I don't know. I I had the lobster um, tortellini. What is it? The lobster tortellini, or I mean, it could I forgot. Be, could be tortellini. Yeah, it was lobster something, and that was really really good. I stuck. But, I stuck to the ancient grain side of the the banquet. Yeah, where like nobody was. It seemed like nobody was over there eating. I had like barley. I had like be, like I don't know what kind of beans or or, or other grains or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was good. I wish I. I would I would like more now, but yeah, I kind of I took advantage of the the um, appetizer time. Uh, I took advantage of that. I, I went around to every single station. I had a little bit of everything. The only thing I didn't try was the sushi. I had, but I had. The... I mean, you didn't try the ancient grains and stuff, right? No, no, no. Those some of those had. I think one of them had walnuts in it. Yeah, no, I avoided a weird, those. Weird thing to have, but. Yeah, I'm not a so, big I'm not a big nut guy. So yeah, and I'm uh, I'm an ex nut lover, I'm and an now <laughs> yeah, you know now now with my allergies, no more peanuts, walnuts, almonds, and all that fun stuff. It's weird that like it's not just like one or the other, like because peanuts aren't a nut. Yeah, it's yeah, you know. It stinks, but whatever. But you, I mean, you could still have tree nuts, right? Like coconuts um, and stuff? Yeah, tree nuts I'm okay with. Yeah. Tree nuts I'm good with. So we went to the wedding. I also went to see Bob Seeger this week for the first time. How's good old Bobby? It's, uh, it was a really good show. Yeah. Someone on the train was like, oh, my friend hated it. I was like, what? How does that even happen? It's just I, I I like seeing that was my fourth time seeing him. It's his uh, supposed last tour. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't this winding down? Yeah, I saw him in May on the same date, May thirtieth, and uh, and it's funny because they didn't at that time have this garden show announced. Mm-hmm. So I got the poster. Of course, I got got to buy the poster, and then got to got to get the merch. This date rolls around, and the the poster is basically the same, just has more cities city names on it. So, mm-hmm. got to get that variant. <laughs> of course, of course, it's of course, of course. And, oh man, dude! And for the last few like set lists, he had played this one song from his like newer album from like 2014. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm such a fan of the song, and I was pumped to hear it live. And he changed the set list. He took it off. Why? I don't know. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was so disappointed. But also, uh, We've Got Tonight wasn't on the set list, and he had added that back in. So, mm-hmm. 
So it was all in all, I mean, I've gotten to hear every single, for, for the most part, every single Bob Seger song that I could possibly want within the four times that I've seen him. Mm-hmm. So, including uh, the last time, even though it sucked because it was raining at Jones Beach. But oh, was, yeah, that's always the worst. I still got to hear Downtown Train, so that was pretty cool. I'm not too familiar with that song. Well, it's a song. Can you sing it? No, it's a cover song by uh, Bob Seger. I believe oh. Tom Waits might have been the first person. Sounds familiar. Yeah, but uh, we got a packed show for you guys today listening. Sports yeah, entertainment-wise. So, yeah, we do. Let's get on with it. Talk about some Monday Night Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with Paige coming out and... I guess introducing the Kabuki Warriors as the champions, which was kind of weird that like she just randomly was there and uh, they get in the ring. She's running down their accolades, which was also strange because she left off Asuka's undefeated streak, which I feel like is a pretty big thing to tout about. Yeah, everybody kind of forgets about that now. But uh, eventually Asuka grabs the mic from her and... uh, then so did Kyrie and Paige is getting like kind of annoyed and they end up dropping the microphone. Paige picks up the microphone and turns right into the poison mist from Asuka. The poison mist from Asuka. And Becky runs down, beats both of them up, makes the save, and that leads right into Becky Lynch taking on and defeating Kyrie Sane. Which I was hoping the match would have been thrown out just because of like the the prior brawling that took place Mm -hmm. but it's not like i didn't want to see the match i just i was kind of hoping i just i mean i figured becky lynch was going to be the one to win yeah so i would i wouldn't have minded it being thrown out but i I wonder if like they did this page thing because she was on the the backstage show saying like oh vince put me in i'm i'm ready i want to go isn't I think that she's supposed to get surgery or something? I don't think so. I thought she's already had her surgery. I thought that that she had to go get another one. And or then, and then the rumors on the internet came out saying that she's like cleared, medically cleared to wrestle or whatever, and she shut those down real quick. Hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with. Her, like, I get it. There's not that much to do with her right now. And I don't think she's really that good as a manager. So Yeah, like, I mean, we said on the Wednesday Night Wars, Chris and I, that the uh, the the way she, like, took the mist and, like, acted afterwards wasn't, like, the greatest. Like, she, it was just like, oh, I'm blind, I can't see. Yeah, I feel like she, there's a lot missing with Paige. And, Eve, like, she's a good wrestler, but... I mean, I, I don't think, know. I Maybe they have she to find... was, if she was presented with the right like opportunity or like, like when she was the GM, I thought she was good. Yeah. So. I guess. But, but. up next, the uh, match that took place, you had uh, both of them. It was an advertised match, and it started out with our truth being interviewed. Buddy Murphy coming out to respond, and. Uh, Buddy Murphy picks up the victory over R-Truth, which I was surprised-ish, kind of. 
I wasn't surprised because Buddy Murphy, they've been touting a lot about, especially with showing the little hype clips of Buddy Murphy. It would be kind of lackluster if you brought him in just to lose. Well, yeah, but yeah I pro- just wasn't expecting it. I don't know. I was expecting him to win. The thing that I didn't like about this was that the 24-7 championship served as a distraction from taking everybody's attention away from Buddy Murphy. And this being his like big, raw debut, I feel like that was kind of... This, I don't think this was... Well, I mean, they were touting it as his, like, his debut, really as his showcase on Raw. So was, I mean, yeah, it was it was goofy that they have that. It was, but it's also funny that like I mean, our truth ran out for a bit to join in, but that's like, yeah. But I think that was Buddy Murphy. I don't know. I think that it kind of took away from Buddy Murphy's impact a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm just happy to see Buddy Murphy being used on Raw and not losing. Yeah, that's so, for sure. But uh, up next, they they had the Street Profits come out to the ring. And in the crowd, do their dance and stuff. But it was like a five-minute pointless promo that could have been just like a backstage quick thing. I don't understand why. Maybe to like get the the fans like out and rocking with them or something. Mm-hmm. But I have absolutely zero clue why they. This was an in-ring segment. Yeah, I did not understand that. But you know, it got the crowd. I feel like it's just really to give them ex- more experience in front of live audiences, and the crowd liked it. Yeah, they were obviously, yeah. Them. Street the... profits are super over right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm not against them cutting the in ring promo. I, 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 I don't know. Just time wise, to... I thought was it was strange. It's a way to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Up next for uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair, we had Ricochet taking on and defeating Drew McIntyre. Via disqualification, um, it's weird. Jimmy Hart never gets mentioned. It's always like an after fact, you know, an afterthought. He's there. It's like even at uh, Crown Jewel, it's like, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Hulk Hogan, and then commentary is like, oh, by the way, Jimmy Hart's here. <laughs> but it yeah. sucks. I, I Jimmy Hart. I don't know what's wrong. What's what's not happening? He's not using his megaphone. Hmm. I, maybe it just takes away too much from the match. I feel like if you're Jimmy Hart and you're out there, if you're having him out there, he should be 100%. Yeah, baby, come on, go. Come on, do it. I mean, yeah. He could at least come out there with the well, I mean, megaphone. the megaphone is out there. He's just not using it. Mm-hmm. That's true. But uh, I keep up forgetting that he's bringing it out with him because he's not using it. Yeah. But I like this match. Uh, Drew McIntyre hits a Hogan leg drop to uh, taunt Team Hogan with. And uh, Ricochet, the DQ finish, literally gets hit with an RKO out of nowhere. I thought that was cool. I, I, I was like, where did he come from? I thought that was very cool. Very random. Because he, he missed the, the 630 and then gets up, turns right into it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, and uh, it looked like he like landed on his neck where like it bent. Yeah, it was which an was crazy. Insane cell of it. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. A totally insane cell. Up next was a match for the ages, 
as the Viking Raiders, the new tag team champions, uh, current tag team champions, took on and defeated Bryant and Rizzo from the Chicago Cubs. And don't be like this was actually uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant from the Cubs. Yeah. So I thought it was cool that they had an appearance on Raw. Yeah, they were in St. Louis, so uh, <laughs> I no, guess that's their that's their division rivals. Yeah, I don't understand, like, why. I mean, but, it's the World Series, I get it. It's like World Series times, they're going to have division rivals, people are going to, it's cheap heat for... But there's no heat. The world They weren't even in the World Series at the yeah, time. Yeah, but still, you go there and... I'm I mean, sh- the Cubs aren't in, St. Louis isn't in. Right, but they still booed, like, they're still, they're, they're still aware that... It, it's like... Yeah, but it's stupid. It's like, hey, just so you know, we're we're both losing. We're both losers. We didn't make it to the World Series, or I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was it, was it was bizarre. Yeah, I believe one yeah, of those. you could uh, you could have you could have went with like people in football uniforms or something, uh, but very stupid in my opinion. I'm sure this was uh, Chris's mark out moment of the week. I'm not sure, but, but but are they like division rivals? Are they like city rivals? Or just... no, I don't. I don't even think so. I think it was just stupid. Well, I mean, I know they're 100% rivals in baseball, but I don't know if they're like if that carries over to football or anything else. Like, I mean, do the Jets and Giants like really? Or is that like a big feud here? Not really, right? Not really. It's just like Islanders, Rangers, Mets, Yankees. I think so. But uh, I, I don't understand why the Raiders are facing enhancement talent. It's one of those things that's going to keep on happening. One of the uh, NBC Chicago affiliates for uh, for the Cubs took to Twitter and they were like, uh, we, we liked AEW better anyway. So yeah, that's that what was I, funny. That's what I thought. The Cubs, the uh, uh, St. Louis didn't even play the Cubs in the playoffs. St. Louis defeated the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, but it ha- and then they it, has, lost to it doesn't Washington have anything. Nationals. It doesn't have anything to do with the the playoffs. It's just the fact that they are actual like they're that's their rivalry. I I don't. There's no like other way around that. It's their division rivalry. It's like a long standing thing. It, it, why am I baseball? Long, why it, am I like, explaining you baseball actually, to you? Do you actually know that it's a long standing thing with the Cardinals and the Cubs? Yes. Because there's many teams in that division. Yes, and that's their division rivals. I don't know. You could literally Google Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know. I think it was. I I, I think that it was stupid. Well, in any sense, the next match that took place, you had Andrade taking on and defeating Sin Cara, which before the match, Sin Cara introduced Catalina because of uh, Zelina Vega's involvement. Yeah. Which is crazy because she's been training at the Performance Center since August. Well, signed in any sense since August. And I don't, I think she's just done a few NXT live events. Yeah, now I don't know who, I don't know anything about her. She's a a wrestler from Chile. And outside of that, it's pretty much unknown. And uh, like, she's certainly not known to Americans at least. But mm-hmm. um I think the last like unknown debut was like Braun Strowman. 
But even that, like, it wasn't well, as quick. He, it wasn't even as quick as this. Like, we don't know Braun Strowman. We didn't know Braun Strowman as Braun Strowman until he was in the the Wyatt family. Like, if you think back, like, you don't. Maybe you remember him as a rosebud. Of course, I, but I when mean, he yeah. was when he was a rosebud, we didn't know who he really was. Yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's that was still like an unknown debut would have been as Braun Strowman, but she literally within a few months, he, he was in there for like two years. Yeah. So it was crazy. But uh, at one point, Zelina Vega went to hit a uh, hurricane Rana off the, the apron and Catalina caught her power bombs her into the, uh, the barricade, but Sin Cara still lost. Yeah. Very weird because you would expect with the debut, you would expect uh Sin Cara to pick up the victory. Well, he Andrade did have his feet up on the rope. So it was one of the, it wasn't like, at least it was like a cheap heat sort of win. Do you think that she was supposed to push his feet off the ropes? No. Okay. I don't think so because she was distracted with Selena Vega. Yeah. Also, it's weird because commentary, I don't think uh, knew quite, quite knew her name just yet because at one point i think they were also calling her carolina yeah they well i think that she was they definitely called her carolina but yeah i think that the little thing that came up with her nameplate oh it said carolina say carolina on it i thought so oh because i i don't i don't remember that but it she definitely said catalina yeah, I think that the ta- that her nameplate said Carolina, so oh. it may, she may be going under as Carolina. Yeah, that's bizarre. So, yeah, I that like when I saw the name, I'm like, are they in the car? Yeah, on cage match it says Carolina. But maybe that could that just be them not? I, I she could have just went the name change to Carolina. Yeah, but they were literally calling... Like, they introduced her as Catalina. You sure that you, it, they didn't say Carolina? Because everywhere I saw is Carolina. And the nameplate definitely saw said Carolina. Uh, so. No, they definitely said Catalina. Mm. And they said Catalina multiple times on commentary as well. I don't know. I'm going with Carolina. Just like they... I mean, but... They said Catalina more times than they did Carolina, so... Who knows? But yeah. next up, you had Charlotte Flair and Natalia team up to pe- uh, to beat the Iconics. Um, yeah. On, on WWE.com, it says Carolina, so... There you go. <laughs> That's bizarre, man. That's gold dust for you. Yeah, I'm sure. But this is... I thought this was absurd. Because... Like, what's the point of ha- like? Why randomly are you having Natty team with, with Charlotte? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. It was kind of weird seeing them walk backstage together. It's like to me, it's not it's not Flair and Charlotte that needed the victory. It's the Iconics. You're not doing anything with them. They were champions. Yeah. They lost the titles. You've done nothing with them. Yeah, I just, agree. Like, Very it, stupid. It, it, that's like they don't have a, a women's tag team division. No, it's it's ruined. There is no tag team division. We we know this. And that's unfortunate. Well, I mean, Raw and SmackDown might not have. Well, you know, 
I mean, I it's know. not like NXT it's... does either. But NXT, I said this on the other show, that you're not getting a better match in all of wrestling this past week than Kabuki Warriors versus Team Kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it just true. it just sucks because I'm we're, I mean both of us are huge fans of the Iconics and they get put into matches like this and then they just rack up losses. Yeah, I know, but it is what it is. Yeah. Up next, we had a Falls Count Anywhere match where Seth Rollins defeats Eric Rowan. Um, I was bored by this match. Yeah, me too. This did nothing for me. I mean, just Rollins' title reign in general, I just never care for. Like, to um, me, it was borderline pointless. Like, I get that they wanted to, like, build up Crown Jewel and have, like, there has to be a winner. And, like, that whole false count anywhere aspect of it. But, like, why did, why Rowan, like, is it because of the Wyatt family connection? Like, why would he go out and challenge Seth Rollins to a match? I got nothing for you. I don't understand. And then Seth Rollins, he finishes the match with the forklift that took, like, 30 minutes to turn on or whatever. Yeah, that was just, like, and it gave me flashbacks of, like, that uh, Sunday Night Heat, whatever, what uh, Super Bowl, what was it, with I, The Rock and Mankind? Uh, the... Yeah, the Rock and Mankind match. Halftime heat. Ha- yeah, halftime heat. And I I hate that finish. I think it's lame. Uh, but whatever. We, we have seen that so many times. Yeah, we've seen it since the Rock and Mankind. It's just, I'm not a fan of that finish. Yeah, I would be like claustrophobic under there. Like, how does Rowan <laughs> breathe? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so that, that took place up next. You had AJ Styles in the main event taking on Umberto Carrillo, uh, which was a great match. I think yeah. last, last week Carrillo had an impressive, uh, vict- uh, not a victory, but a match against Seth Rollins. And, again, uh, this week, like, both champions. He had Universal Champion and, and U.S. Champion. And I was actually surprised that he didn't pick up the victory in this I'm not surprised, but um, I'm I am because I expected it because then you could roll with the AJ Rollins kind of a deal how he couldn't beat Rollins but he beat AJ and then it could have led into Crown Jewel where AJ gets the one up on him. Yeah, but then that'd be like, oh, now we need more matches of this, but I, I well, who knows what they're going to be doing with that even. Mm-hmm. But um after the match you had the OC Beat him up. And the Street Profits ran down to make the save. Yeah. So I'm assuming it, maybe next week we're going to see Street Profits versus uh, OC. OC, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe even a uh, six-man tag between all, all six of them. Could could be a six-man tag, you know? I mean, AJ, you, you knew for a fact he wasn't going to shake his hand. You well, knew he was I mean, not going to sh- you know. It's. I mean, it's not like it wasn't like ever distinctively said like Umberto Carrillo is a heel or a face. So, I think it's safe to say that he's a face. Which, by the way, when I was watching Seth Meyers the other night, blew me away that he knew the word heel. What do you mean? Like he was talking about something. I forget who he was even talking to, but he said something about like, "Oh, it's like a wrestling heel," and I was like, "What? What do you? Uh, what do you <laughs> how do you know that?" 
So that was the end of the matches on Monday Night Raw. It ends with Jerry Lawler hosting King's Court, Divorce Court. Uh, uh, yeah. Lana comes out, this. claims that Rusev just wanted sex all the time and a baby. And, and the then, crowd went and, crazy. And then she's then she says that the reason why she cheated on Rusev with Bobby Lashley is because Bobby Lashley said that Rusev cheated on her. Is this not one of the worst segments you've ever seen in, in, in WWE? I I won't say that it's one of the worst segments because the, the crowd ate it up with, they, what were they eating up though they were just eating they were it's it's okay when, you know what when, they, when, because, when she was bringing up that all he wanted was sex and to give her a baby and stuff the crowd was going crazy for rusev and i'm like they totally put rusev over in the segment but it was just it's also overall. strange because the the hits on youtube this is like blowing everything else out of the water yeah see I don't understand, like, I don't get it. I don't know, like, I know I'm complaining about it on Twitter. I know I see everyone else complain. Like, I don't see people complimenting this segment. I mean, I didn't I don't see people complimenting the feud or anything. I I thought it was a very odd way to end Raw. It was, dude, it it was hilarious. Because you have, finally, like, they, they... Lashley comes out and they brawl and Lana is like Rusev has the upper hand at one point. Lana is like whacking him over the back with a kendo stick with zero effect. And that was awesome. How did you not like that? I, it that looked so goofy. How? I, it, He's that like, was just so goofy to me. And then Lashley hits the, why? Hits did the two low blows. Sell, did you want him to sell getting hit by a kendo stick by his wife, by Lana? I I mean, it's a kendo stick, and you're still getting hit. And he's a beast, dude. I don't know, man. Especially after you, he just like he's finding out all of this information, dude. No way. And then he, but the, so he goes down with two low blows or whatever, and Raw literally ends with a fan yelling, "This is weird!" <laughs> while Lashley <laughs> makes out with Lana, while standing over, uh... yeah. Rusev. I I don't I really dislike this storyline. I wish it would just end. Like where yeah, do you always... where do you go from here even? There's no no like there's you can't I don't know. I I don't know. No, I definitely don't like this storyline. I definitely think that it's a like corny storyline and just stupid, but whatever. Yeah, so that was Monday Night Raw. Moving up next in chronological order, we had a pay-per-view-esque event on Thursday, Halloween, at the King Fahid International Stadium in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. That being Crown Jewel, the second one of the year. Or no, the last time was Super Showdown, right? Uh, yeah, it's only two per year. Yeah, so... We we start off with a twenty man battle royal. The winner gets to face AJ Styles. We had both. Uh, I, I think you won on predictions, but we had both picked Cedric Alexander for this. I guess maybe we could have. Well, I don't know. Could we have possibly predicted Umberto Carrillo to win this? I don't know. We could have, but I don't understand why we would have because he just lost to 
Uh, Rollins, he just lost to AJ. Uh, but we we didn't even have that fact at that time. So that's true. That's but, very true. But we we came close, man. We had Cedric Alexander, and he was in the the final th- final four. Yeah, but really crazy like, that uh, the crowd. Luke Harper was super over in that crowd, as he should be. But like, I, I mean, that was kind of random <laughs> to me, at least. Yeah. But yeah, like it started early. Like at one point, they're chanting for Harper, and he like does that. You know, the thing where he like points to his ear and like listens and like looks around. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I, I really, he got. I don't know what's happening with him. I would love for him to be used more on television. I hope that's not the end. And it was interesting to see that the Bludgeon Brothers were still like in full force. They were they were working as a team a little bit. So, yeah. But then didn't one of them eliminate? The other eventually, yeah. Well, eventually, I think uh, Carrillo eliminated them. I thought Rowan eliminated Harper. Well, I think Rowan went to eliminate Harper, but Carrillo, I think, dumped them both. Maybe I don't know. I Hopefully, don't, yeah. it's, they're still a thing and stuff like that. Well, they're not going to be a thing. They're on separate brands. No, oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, that was the the kickoff show. As for the main card, it starts off with a two minute match between Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, taking on defeating Kane Velasquez via submission, which was just poor. I mean, I from what you're seeing, Kane apparently has a has to get surgery on his knee, so I don't know why they even rushed him to get in the ring if he can't do anything in the ring because of a busted knee. Um, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. And I, it was, it's also, it's strange because, um, when we had seen Kane Velasquez, I think debut on SmackDown, I'm pretty sure he was wearing, uh, he, he was wearing a, um, a knee brace. Yeah, he was. And for this, I, he wasn't wearing anything. Yeah. Which I thought Maybe. was weird. Maybe they wanted you to forget about the knee situation. Yeah, but in any sense, this match did not go as I had hoped at all. This was, I think, the match that I had most looked forward to. Why? Just because I know what Cain Velasquez is, is capable of. And I had very high hopes that they would like let him do what he can do. I don't know. I've never been wowed by Cain Velasquez. I think it's cool that he does a few things, but... Outside of that, I don't really care. I don't know, man. I I've I don't know. We haven't like seen a full like one on one match with him in it, but exactly. He, he, but, he, but he didn't have any aspect of lucha libre at all. This was this was monkey. specifically. Come on, this was specifically <laughs> just ground and pound. A uh, not AEW UFC gimmicks, and it's like I. I don't know. I, mean, I just I wasn't a fan of it. I don't think he could. He would be able to do. The, I, yeah, which, I, have I mean, no idea. I who knows know. how? Who knows how bad his knees are? And then after the match, you had uh, Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez attacking Brock with the chairs, which was stupid in my opinion. I understand. Like I hate Brock Lesnar selling a chair shot from Rey Mysterio. I hate that. That should be the cell of Lana Pitty. No, a chair is a chair. If you hit me with a chair, it would still hurt. No, it's it's totally. You can't say no. No, it's not. Nah, sorry, dude. I'm Brock Lesnar. You're Rey Mysterio. If you hit me with a chair, it still hurts. No, 
How, how could you say no? It's that it's they're gonna, not like these over the top characters that are like fee fi fo fum. Brock Lesnar is. I if Brock a chair, a chair shot is. is a chair shot to me. We've seen Brock Lesnar take chair shots and not but uh, move at all. So I don't know, man. I think I think if you get hit with a chair, you get hit with a chair. Twenty pounds is still twenty pounds. It's like what weighs more, a, a pound of feathers or a pound of rocks? It's the it's still it's the same correlation to me. It, even though if there if it's, I mean, Rey Mysterio is still strong. We've seen him go up against big guys before. You, no, uh-uh. Sorry. I disagree. But... Which, by the way, did you know that in uh, 2003 when Sable returned to WWE, she was still married to Mark Mara? I thought, I think so. I, I don't I don't think I knew that. And then mm. she cheated on him with Brock? Yeah, crappy stuff. I did not know that, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Tag Team World Cup Tag Team Turmoil... OC pick up the victory, uh, surprising that it's not the Viking Raiders. Yeah, like they mention IWGP, they mention Ring of Honor, they mention NXT, they mention them being the, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and then they they come in second? Yeah, makes no crazy. sense. But, but. Uh, this, I, I really enjoyed this match. It was 30 minutes long. and uh, Long match. I mean, it was the largest uh, tag team turmoil match in WWE history, and I thought it was a very good match. This was probably, uh, yeah, it was probably my favorite match of the the night. Roger that. Next up, you had Mansoor pick up the victory over Cesaro. Uh, predictable. Yeah, very predictable. Where to the point where I was pulling for Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Like he would have gotten like mega heel heat if that happened. Yeah, probably should have went that way. And then Monsor, uh, dude, and then Monsor afterwards cuts a promo, and I was like, "Oh, I, I want him to now cut a heel promo." Be like, "Screw this, you guys suck, blah blah." blah. But uh, I guess he can't really. I get maybe he'd be excommunicated from Saudi Arabia. Maybe, but uh, yeah. Then the next match. Uh, <sighs> Tyson Fury picking up the victory over Braun Strowman by countout. Yeah. Next up, you had the U.S. Championship <laughs> on the line. AJ Styles picking up the victory over Umberto Carrillo. This was uh, another really good match between the two of them. Yeah, as expected. You know, it, and this is kind of what you wanted to see, especially uh, if you're trying to build up Carrillo. Yeah. Which, by the way, I hate when people say Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. That's just like, that That irks me big time. <laughs> well, what about this <laughs> next match? Yeah. History. Which, by the way, we uh, didn't even mention that uh, R-Truth ends up somehow winning the, uh, the 24-7 championship during the, the, uh, the kickoff match. And then later on runs into a door trying to escape the Singh brothers and Samir Singh then picks up the championship victory. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the next match, man. Historical. Yeah, very first women's match. This was announced, uh, like, the day before. WWE was doing their press conferences 4.30 in the morning, which I just happened to (laughs) have been up for. You're insane. I I didn't like I didn't I thought it was going to be like much later on in the day, but uh, 
I just right. I was about to go to sleep, and I was like, "Oh, stream starting soon." Which WWE had the like the weirdest streams. Like this was announced, but they had like Boogeyman for three three plus hours, maybe just being Boogeyman on a live stream. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Boogeyman just not being Boogeyman in WWE. Period Why? for the future and it's near so and weird. far. He's on the WrestleMania kickoff party pre-sale. Yeah, I don't know why it, they it's, try it's to so, push him so much. I like Boogeyman, and I still do. And it sucks that um, he didn't make the cut in two thousand in, in WWE two K twenty. It makes no sense as to why. Like you have a, a spooky themed uh, DLC pack. How did he not make that? That to me did, didn't make sense. But uh, yeah, he probably wanted to better it. So yeah, you had Natty versus uh, Lacey Evans. Natty picks up the victory. I'm curious, maybe, I'm, okay, you know what, maybe they had, I'm thinking maybe Natty had gear made from last year, when they had hopes of her uh, maybe facing Alexa Bliss last year, mm-hmm. or was it last year, or was it just in June? I think it might have been last year, mm-hmm. but, because uh, Lacey Evans was just in, like, plain black tights and, uh, and like, a long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. And they were also both wearing like a Natty shirt and a, a Lacey Evans shirt, but uh, yeah, this and baggy. It's, like it's not obviously it's not the match that I would have wanted to see, but it's still very historic and it's uh it's it's cool that that happened. It sucks that during their entrances somebody actually hit Natty with a water bottle. Yeah, and that has to stink like to be natty and this is a huge thing for you this is a huge spot for your career and then on your entrance at the start of everything you get hit with the water bottle it's kind of like if you're in a race and you stumble at the start like and, right uh, off right uh, off it you just start to stumble over your feet and somebody uh missed lacey evans with a water bottle from another side so yeah but yeah so history uh, talking about history, Team Hogan picked with a victory over Team Flair. I really hoped that Shorty G was going to be the one to pick up the victory. Yeah, that would make sense. But Roman Reigns picks up the victory here. It was uh, honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible match. Not, not at all. But uh, it was still one of those goofy like. Yeah, it, it was a match that you expected. It was a, it went exactly as you thought that it would go. I mean, there no surprises, straightforward. Um, yeah, the only and, downside is that Hogan and Flair weren't actually wrestling. Well, well uh, to me, that's not a downside. But I'm <laughs> I'm very much surprised that they didn't get involved. Yeah, that didn't make that that blew me away. But. Uh, I thought for sure the main event of the evening was going to be Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez with Cain Velasquez maybe actually winning the WWE Championship even though I didn't want to see it just yet. Um, but there was no way said, he was going to win the championship. I, you know, it's, Crazier things have happened. And like WWE was touting the other day like wrestlers who uh, have their first match in WWE and it being for a title. Um. And this was this was Kane's first match in WWE, and it was for the WWE Championship. Yeah, that could also be said for AJ Styles, even though they don't tout that, because his first match was the Royal Rumble, and it was for the WWE Championship. No, I wouldn't count that. How does that not count? It was actually for the WWE Championship. His very first match was a Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. 
like it's a Royal Rumble period. That, but his mat, the very first time he's wrestling in WWE. Was so you're gonna say title. you're gonna you're gonna say that every single person in that match had a title shot? Yes, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. That was a title shot know. match. I don't if know. If the outcome of a match is you winning a title, yes, that was a title match. The only one that sticks out to me is Christian winning the what was it? The European on his oh, debut. I don't. Yeah, I think on his debut he won the European Championship. But maybe light, up, light heavyweight championship. Oh yeah, light yeah maybe light heavyweight. But uh, yeah, so the main event of the evening was the False Count Anywhere match for the WWE Universal Championship, where the match could not be stopped for any reason. You had the Fiend Bray Wyatt pick up the victory over Seth Rollins, becoming the Universal Champion, you and had, nobody cares. You had the red light. Throughout the whole match, you could not see at all at some points. Like, they would go into, like, dark corners or whatever, and it would just be black. You couldn't see it. I don't understand, like, I don't understand this lighting. Like, we first saw it during Hell in a Cell. I, I saw Fiend prior to that, prior to the red lighting gimmick. So I don't know if like if they're on live events and like dark matches after uh, Raw and SmackDown doing red lighting. Mm-hmm. But so far, all I've seen is Hell in a Cell and and um, Crown Jewel, and I'm hating that red light. I think it's throwing the you off worst. your game. I think it's absolutely worth. You can't I because there's only so long you could stare at a a screen that's fully red. Mm-hmm. So. It's just like it's bizarre. Yeah, I I concur. And then but, it ends yeah. with like all the 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 sparks and whatever that they the corny have. stuff. Yeah, so it, it, honestly, it was very much so a lose lose situation. I think because mm-hmm. if the fiend lost, then what? There goes the character. I I think that they created a character that's so great. Like I like Bray Wyatt created a character that's so great that they can't do anything with him because it's 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 lose, you, you lose. can't touch it because if he now he's champion, how do you where does that like who dethrones him and and and, and in how many months I know a lot of people yeah. <laughs> That's really the only person I could think of. Well, a lot of people were saying uh, we have high hopes for WrestleMania 36. Where you could have, because Finn Balor right now is in NXT. But there's definitely enough months in between now and, and WrestleMania 36 to have Demon Balor versus The Fiend. Because we've seen the the feud start off, started off with the fiend just completely decimating Finn Balor. Yeah, I'm okay on all of that. You don't, but think, because we have not seen Finn Balor get his actual like. It's probably. I mean, you you make a good point. We could probably see the the demon uh, defeat the fiend, but I think that it would be more monumental for. Finn Balor to defeat Brock Lesnar. Well, but it makes more sense for what you said. Yeah. 
But because I was, mean, either... it was that was like a three minute match on SummerSlam this year that like I, he just he wasn't the demon. He was just regular Finn Balor gets decimated by the Fiend. So and then then we had not seen him since then. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe we see the demon dethrone him at one point. It's very possible. But yeah, so that is a uh, crown jewel. But. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. The Shining Wizards are celebrating eight years of podcasting with a live show on Thursday night, November 21st, at the Elementary Brewing Company in Hackensack, New Jersey. There's going to be special guests, lots of laughs, plenty of great beer, and some other surprises as well. And of course, admission is free. That's Thursday night, November 21st, 7 p.m. start time at the Elementary Brewing Company, 58 Voorhees Road, Hackensack, New Jersey. For more information, go to ShiningWizards.com. And please come out and join us for a celebration of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 340. No, 456. <laughs> Woof. Uh, SmackDown. Uh, right off the bat, I just want to mention that, uh, well, first of all, we should make mention that this SmackDown episode completely changed from what it was supposed to be due to Crown Jewel. Because the more than half the roster was just stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, flight issues. You had some people get home, uh, take an earlier flight, Hogan, Brock, Flair, Vince, which is really, I think, screwed up for Vince to leave before everyone else. Yeah, like, I if agree. Your roster, if your roster is trapped in a city known for killing people. Yeah, he should be the one person that's like still there. Like even you watch that Titanic film. Oh, okay. The captain I, goes down with the ship. I don't think that we should ever expect that. <laughs> I, uh, apparently not. That, I think that was really screwed up of Vince McMahon to leave. I, maybe, I don't know, maybe he had something else. There were rumors that he got into a disagreement with the Saudi government or something. I don't know. I, I can't read into rumors. But in any in any sense they had to completely change the show as the smackdown roster the only smackdown superstar that made it to to smackdown was brock lesnar but uh for, as for commentary you had aiden english with tom phillips and renee young and uh kayla braxton doing the the ring announcing for the first time since nxt so that was that was cool to see yeah, I thought that they they all delivered. And I, uh, on I the pop big time. I pop big time for Aiden English to uh, to be on commentary on SmackDown, which didn't last long. But uh, so it opens up with Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman coming out. They literally played the full match from Crown Jewel. That's how quick the match was. They had to though. Yeah, it's an easy yeah. like it's an easy if you're trying to if you're struggling to fill up time on SmackDown because everybody's I, not there. I don't you had think to. I don't think that they were. I don't think after had after having seen the the full episode of SmackDown, they could have had um, a lot more. They, they didn't need to waste those two minutes. They had to because no, they I, only... I really don't think they they needed to. But so they had they had. Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman come out. They play the match. Brock Lesnar, or Paul Heyman rather, speaks about how Brock wants a match with Rey Mysterio and how he can't get it because Rey Mysterio 
is signed to an exclusive contract for Monday Night Raw and the USA Network. And Brock Lesnar is signed to an exclusive contract with Fox and, and SmackDown. So Brock quits SmackDown just to go to... He, and he says, I'm going... I'm show, He's showing up on Monday at the Coliseum. And he's going... He's calling out Rey Mysterio. So Brock Lesnar quits SmackDown. SmackDown doesn't have a champion. Even though... I mean, The Fiend is the universal champion. So I'm thinking the titles are just going to be switched from SmackDown to Raw, vice versa. I I don't even care about who's on what brand anymore because it seems like they can never stick to the, those plans. Well, I know a lot of people were upset that like no like major things happened during the draft. Like there wasn't a major like title change, no tag teams really split up or anything. So this is kind of like a major sort of fallout from the draft and everything because we still had that feud with Rollins and the Fiend. And Yes, I mean, Rey Mysterio debuted Kane Velasquez on SmackDown against Lesnar, but he was still a Raw superstar, so that was kind of goofy. But I'm fine with Brock taking the, the WWE Championship to Raw and then the Universal Championship. Maybe it'll get a blue makeover. Will people complain about that? Probably, but... Uh... Of course, because people complain. <laughs> well, maybe it won't even happen. Who knows? But I mean... I- I'm assuming that they're going to be switching brands. I thought maybe it would be kind of cool if, like, The Fiend was champion on WWE Raw. I don't know why I said WWE like that, or in general. And mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt would still be on SmackDown. That would be an interesting... But, uh, but like I move. said before, I'm pretty sure they're just calling him Bray- The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah. But uh, in any sense, after Brock Lesnar quits, him and Paul Heyman are seen, like, leaving SmackDown. And out of the corner, we see Triple H and then Shawn Michaels backstage. Which, right away, you start thinking NXT. Which, it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Is is that what you legit said? I... I think I did, and I, I even I tweeted out a GIF I, at one point with the the chick from Friends saying that, mm-hmm. you know, That's Janice funny. or whatever. Oh, but, okay. uh, the first match of the evening, we were supposed to originally see a six woman tag match with uh, Bailey teaming with Fire and Desire versus Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, and Carmella, but it was just a singles match for the uh, women's championship. You saw Bailey picking up the victory over Nikki Cross. Sasha Banks trying to play some interference in this, um, playing huge interference in this because without her, Bailey couldn't pick up the victory. But I think the bigger thing to come from this was as soon as Bailey won the match, off outside to the side of the camera, Sasha Banks gets pushed into the the ring post, and it's Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Shayna Baszler shows up and attacks them, beats up beats up Bailey. And then just walks out. Yeah, it was really cool to see. I mean, the first knee shot that she did to Bailey wasn't that effective. Well, I mean, it really didn't connect, but... Yeah, it, it wasn't that good. But yeah, that's, but, just, that's just a little nitpick. Yeah, but then after that, I mean, that last knee that she did to uh, Bailey looked awesome. And uh, after the commercial break, Aiden English was no longer on commentary and got replaced by Pat McAfee. Why? Ooh, by NXT TakeOver. 
And also, Pat McAfee was actually bearable. I was blown away. I was shocked. I was like, at first he comes out, I'm like, oh, but why McAfee? And then, and then, <laughs> but why? And then the match, the the night ends. I'm like, yo, he didn't suck. Well, there you go, improvements. So, I that was it, first of all, just having Shayna Baszler there. It's like maybe you could expect a bunch of NXT talents, maybe not. I was hoping for Matt Riddle to cut off Brock Lesnar, but come on, that wasn't gonna happen. But you're more likely to see Riddle go after Goldberg first. So uh, you had Kathy Kelly also an NXT uh, backstage announcer uh, interviewer uh, interviewing Sami Zayn about everything that's been happening on SmackDown, and Sami Zayn was basically sending out a warning to any NXT superstars, saying they better watch where they stick their nose, and. Uh, and just as he was, like, threatening them. Not really the best uh, threat to make at that time. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle show up behind him. And he starts, like, buddying up to them. Like, oh, like, I'm, I'm, they used to call me, like, Mr. NXT or whatever they, they called him. And uh, just, like, buddying it up, like, NXT. Like, oh, look, we're even wearing the same shirt. And then he, like, opens up his jacket. And it's just, he, they're like, that's a black shirt he goes oh, oh i was left it in the car i was eating salad vinegar based or oil based or whatever and uh so they they basically end up following him to his car but before that he runs yeah. takes a dash and they run into the ring they run then, ringside and uh they do their moves to to sammy zayn that was uh that was fun I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. Sammy's like, "Oh, the personal escort, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a funny segment, and uh, it just like it just like breathed life into SmackDown. Yeah, it was very cool. Like I can't, I cannot imagine what this would have been had the roster had been there. I know we were supposed to get a uh, tag team title match, but for some reason, I have no idea why. New Day facing uh, the Revival for the titles? Well, I think that if we were going to get... If the roster was actually there, it was going to be nothing like it was... No, and I I hope like the ratings spiked big time for this and like it was such a highest-rated SmackDown that like maybe Vince sees, like, are you watching? Yeah, because this... I mean, originally planned... I don't see. I don't see them having as stack, uh, stacked of a card. I mean, they only had four matches, but even still, the four matches that they had was better than any matches that they probably were going to give us. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming Triple H was in charge of this. Mm-hmm. So this was, I thought, a very well done episode. They had to incorporate NXT regardless, which is one prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out because during uh, crown jewel, they aired the promo for survivor series, which included for the first time ever NXT. So we have takeover war games, but the next night at survivor series, NXT will be heavily involved. They are no longer developmental. They are the third brand. Their their main roster, yeah. So that was cool to see Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Uh, up next was Miz TV. Was originally supposed to have Bray Wyatt, new uh, WWE uh, Universal Champion. However, he was not there, and he's Miz was there playing it up to the crowd, 
discussing the NXT stuff happening there. And he said he was a fan of it, but he still gets cut off by Tommaso Ciampa. And Ciampa kind of berates Miz and tells him that, that he's exactly what's wrong with the, the company today. And he basically calls Miz an actor. And then Miz gets like a fired up rebuttal in there. Yeah, he's just like, I, I was expecting more from you. Uh, I was looking forward to going one-on-one with you on the mic. And it leads into a matchup. Yeah, Champa Champa basically like made Miz challenge him. Yeah, he got, he set up a trap. Miz walked right into it, and Champa picked up the victory. And uh, I I I appreciate the fact that I appreciate the fact that it's it's once again official. It's Champa, Champa. Yeah, because he announced it. Yeah, yeah. But it was a clean victory over Miz. Yeah, total clean victory, and it was a it was a fun match. Yeah. I was I was actually surprised that Champa picked up the victory. Now, and also, yeah, so was I. But uh, he's got so much like going behind him that, like, how do you not so much momentum? Yeah, that's, no, I that's, guess so. I mean, by the way, not the first time we've seen Champa on SmackDown. No, if you, if you forgot, maybe we uh, we had a DIY versus I believe the Bar back back then when they had those NXT call ups that for some reason Johnny and Champa didn't didn't happen. Oh yeah, but yeah. So that was a cool match between Miz and Champa backstage. Daniel Bryan was walking and walks into DX, and he questioned like, "What are you doing here?" And Triple H is like, "Well, sitting at home watching Crown Jewel. I saw the. I seemed like seemed like you guys were threatening us with the the promo that aired." And uh, Daniel Bryan's like they're talking about fighting, and Daniel Bryan's like, "Well, fight me." Triple H, I don't have my gear. And it was funny because he's like, oh, well, I do know somebody who does have their gear. And like, as that's happening, Sean's in the background taking off his jacket. Like, Sean is so, he's so good. You know, he's just, he's one of the best. So, yeah, he starts taking off his jacket. And then everybody, you can hear the crowd start to like, cheer. Start to realize, like, holy crap, we're about to see Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan on, yeah, a, Dan- on an Daniel- episode that wasn't supposed to even happen. Daniel Bryan versus Mentor. <laughs> Which it's like was so crazy because it's definitely a match that people have been wanting to see for years. But it's a ma- Yeah, it's a match I want to see. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Sean just takes off his jacket and goes, it's cold back, cold in here. And <laughs> Triple H is like, well, put, put your jacket back on. <laughs> and, uh, and then he brings in Adam Cole and sets up Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. And then puts like the next level takes the, the match up to the next level, puts the title on the line. So that was, that was a, I thought it was a really good backstage segment between the, the four of them. Uh, also backstage after that, we saw Bianca Belair beating up Dana Brooke and Carmella, which yeah. we had fire and desire in the ring waiting for a tag team match. They were going to be facing Dana Brooke and Carmella had zero opponents. Out comes Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. Which it was surprising not to see uh Knox with um Yeah, I don't I thought Dakota Kai was like maybe still injured from the, the poison mist from NXT, but like they she was there later on, so I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to showcase Rhea Ripley more. Maybe. 
So and I, mean, I mean, Ray Ripley is a heel on NXT. No, so no, 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 big face. Really, I always viewed her as a heel. No, big face. Also, uh, it was a it was a quicker match, but it was also weird. Like the referee wasn't like controlling uh, Sonya Deville or Tegan Knox because they were brawling on the outside. Like at one point. Tegan Knox, uh, Sonya Deville went to toss Tegan Knox over the uh, commentary table, but Tegan Knox reversed it and threw her over the table, and Renee Young got hit in the face with a boot. Nice. Didn't sell it, but. In the face. But how could you? Yeah. So uh, it was a it was a very quick match. I thought it was cool though to see Tegan Knox and uh, Rhea Ripley on SmackDown. It's like yeah, Ripley pick up the victory with the, her submission. Yeah, and uh, up next after that, you had Stephanie McMahon come out just to like review the Lacey Evans and Natalia stuff from Crown Jewel. Important moment. I thought 100%. I was like, yo, she's about to announce Evolution 2. I'm hoping it's in New York again. It's probably not going to be in New York again, but it wasn't. Evolution, the next one's probably going to be in California. But who knows even if we're going to have an Evolution in general. Yeah. I mean, you don't really need it. I mean, you had no. one. Yeah, but I mean, what is? I mean, still. I mean, what are you going to evolve, evolve to next? You know, they evolved already. I mean, another just another all women's pay per view. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? Although I guess you would say that uh, in some sense, Crown Jewel is evolution too because <laughs> you had the women involvement. You had Lana even out there for a quick second. Uh, Walking out with Bobby Lashley, which was a big thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah. they had this. I thought it was funny because Stephanie McMahon was waving to Triple H, who was ringside for the main event. <laughs> and uh, behind him was uh, Pat McAfee standing up and waving. <laughs> like that's As if Stephanie was waving to him. That kind of reminds me of what he does with like Kevin Owens. Do you mean Adam Cole? Oh yeah, Adam Cole. Well, he did it with Kevin Owens too, I thought. I don't no. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, with Adam Cole. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was that segment. I f- what was I going to mention, though? I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, but, but good uh, segment. Main, yeah, event main event of the evening. NXT Championship on the line. Adam Cole successfully defending against Debray. It, um, it was incredible. Yeah, like solid people, match. People thought the best case scenario for this SmackDown was like Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn working an hour long program together. <laughs> but like, which, which we, I'm sure they could have done. Yeah, although I don't know if Sam, like Sami Zayn's not wrestling for some reason. It, yeah, there may be a reason behind that. Maybe he's just healing up an injury. Like he did take those moves from Riddle and Keith Lee, but. I don't know. That's true. But yeah, this match I thought was great. And and again, Adam Cole picked up a clean victory over Daniel Bryan. I mean, the, Daniel Bryan and, and The Miz, both future Hall of Famers. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan being a former champion and every like a huge victory Miz over also Adam a former Cole. champion. Yeah, Miz too. I mean, but I think it's a bigger feather in the cap for Cole to pick up victory over Debray. Um, it would have been interesting to see Debray as NXT champion. Yeah, like that. There were points where I was like, maybe Daniel Bryan is going to win, and I think that certainly would have put AEW on notice. 
It's like yeah. Daniel Bryan, who was at one point like the thing in professional wrestling, would now be the NXT champion on Wednesday nights fighting for NXT against Raw and SmackDown against AEW in real life. Like, I thought that would have been, like, a huge thing for that. Yeah, I know. But I, all in all, I thought it was really cool. After the match, uh, Triple H got in the ring, cut a promo about Survivor Series, saying they're here. We are NXT. This is us. You had Shawn uh, Michaels. Putting the roster on notice. Yeah, you had Shawn Michaels, Pat McAfee, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, uh, Champa. You had Team Kick. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Isaiah uh, Swerve Scott, Leo Rush, Raul Mendoza, Shayna Baszler, um, Roderick Strong, and and Adam Cole all celebrating in the ring. NXT. It was. It kind of reminded me of uh, when the invasion happened with ECW and WCW, but like. If ratings don't go up for Raw on Monday, I'd be shocked. If ratings don't go up for for NXT this upcoming Wednesday, I'll be shocked. Yeah, because now you want to find out is and is SmackDown going to take revenge on NXT next week? It would be interesting. Yeah. So, like, I mean, are, who knows? Are we gonna who see, knows? Maybe we gonna, we're going to see NXT involvement on Raw though at the Coliseum. That's true. We can. We can. I think that's. That's very uh, foreseeable. I, I would expect it. Somebody, but somebody's cutting a promo, and all of a sudden you hear Velveteen Dream, and the people are like, "Oh my god!" When Brandon says people are like he's talking about us, you, yeah. Well, no, because everybody. I don't know. A lot of people were hoping that that uh, once it was very clear that we were getting some sort of involvement from NXT on SmackDown, I think a lot of people were hoping for Velveteen Dream to cut off Miz TV. That would have been a nice uh, promo back and forth. But I thought, I, I'm still I'm still pleasantly surprised with Champa. Yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, on, Monday, on Monday night, I, who knows? Maybe we will get Velveteen Dream. Maybe we'll get Johnny Gargano. Uh, yeah. Bobby it, it was it, it was weird because, like, it kind of negated some storyline aspects that took place on actual NXT TV. Because, like, people are feuding with each other, and now here they are, like, one well, that, that's, standing uh, solid as a, a whole. Which I think is cool, but we've seen this before with SmackDown versus Raw. Where yeah, but, but here's what's... But it's, but it's weird because, like, how are you going to try to build up war games? I believe, like you've actual... never, I believe you've never been a fan of that. What? On the podcast. I don't think you've ever been a fan of them interrupting storylines to team up. Because this happened with SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series, like there's, uh, there's like no way around fair. it. Yeah, but this, but like I remember, you were very, you didn't like it how they were interrupting. Like you didn't like somebody like a heel helping out a face, even though they're feuding with each other on SmackDown or whatever it was. It, it has come up when we were discussing this in the past. So, yeah. yeah. In any sense, I I thought it was a bit strange that uh, at the end of the show you didn't have Davari and Gallagher out there at, as well because they were on two hundred five live and two hundred five live because they're an extension of NXT now. Nah, so I, I thought it was just a little weird because Raul Mendoza was there as was Isaiah 
Isaiah Scott and uh, Leo Rush. Yeah, but they really are NXT. Gallagher is not really. Jack Gallagher had a match in NXT two weeks ago. Yeah, but he's not really. When you hear NXT, you don't think of Gallagher. I mean. You think of 205 Live. Yeah, well. When you you hear NXT, you think of Swerve. You think of uh, Bel Air. You think of Dream. You you think of all the guys that were there. But Leo Rush, he's brand new to that. He's, He's 205 because of. I mean. He's NXT because of 205. So, yeah, but he's also the champion. Well, in any sense, I thought it was a fantastic SmackDown. Not really anything to complain about. At all. Yeah. So, that was SmackDown. Uh, I guess it's time for me to say, hey, Brandon. Any shout-outs? This is Casey Kasem, and up next on the American Top 40, Brandon Shoutout. WWE The Bump gets the first shoutout, which is a show that they do live every Wednesday morning. And it looks like they just have so much fun doing it. Uh, You haven't seen it at all, right? Mm Mm-mm. They had, uh, this past week, they had Team Kick on at the Performance Center, like they were Skyping in. And then surprise Tegan Knox with uh, with Kane, since she's like a huge Kane fan. She even like uses the name Lady Kane, like a nickname. Really? Yeah, she does a choke slam too because of him. Huh. So it was cool to see them like mark out over Kane and stuff. So and then yeah, so it, I like I like the show. It's cool. Uh, next shout out goes to Greg Hamilton. Which, like, there's a bunch of stuff wrong with WW2K20. But I think Greg Hamilton, like, knocked it out of the park with his uh, his announcing, the, the recordings for it. I think that's a, a, a positive aspect of WW2K20. And it's very uh, difficult to find. Yeah, uh, and they just released their patch, which didn't hardly patched anything, so... They they have a long ways away to go with them. Yeah, there there's gonna be there's a long list of things that they have to fix. I don't even know if they can fix everything, can they? I would hope so. I don't know. But uh unfortunately this past week John Witherspoon passed away. And uh giving him the last shout out. I thought he was great in literally everything I've ever seen him in. And the Waynes brothers were uh was definitely one of my favorite shows as uh when I was younger. Oh yeah, the I mean I still watch it. It's still yeah, every every so often it's on when I'm like flipping through the channels, I'll stop and watch the episode. Yeah, I mean even uh like uh I mean he wasn't in it. But was he in it? Scary movie? No. No. He didn't make an appearance, but that was on the other night too. That was funny. But, he but was yeah, in like Friday Friday that yeah. franchise, but yeah. So those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. Do you have any? Mark out moment of the week. I'm gonna go with this into NXT Invasion, uh, NXT, specifically NXT Takeover SmackDown. 
Yeah, uh, Shayna Baszler, because that's the one I saw live. And, yeah, totally marked out for SmackDown. And that's pretty much it. What about you? Uh, well, definitely NXT TakeOver SmackDown. But prior to that, on Halloween, you, you had Crown Jewel and everything. But NXT also had their like yearly Halloween Battle Royal. Or, or not Battle Royal, Rumble. Mm-hmm. Where the NXT superstars, they let loose, they have fun, they dress up as other superstars, etc. So here, it's like, it, it, they, they always look like they have so much fun. And I wish they like would air this on the network or something. Because it's fun to see. Like, Ray Ripley was out there as, as Triple H. With uh, Shane Thorne as China. Yeah, that was awesome. You had uh, Jessamine Duke dressed as Matt Riddle. Um, Tegan Knox was both masked and unmasked Kane. And then like so, so many so many other uh costumes uh and and stuff. So it's cool. I marked out for some of that. Scotty Duhati got involved at one point as like his old self, which was cool. That is really cool. Uh Bronson Reed was dressed as Rikishi. There you go. So yeah, it was cool. But uh that's our markout moment of the week, and that's our show episode number four. 456 take it home social media marking out facebook.com slash marking out instagram marking out 11 youtube marking out 11 at chris sween dog at dave the rave underscore mo at bttg161 pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out and marking out.com uh we wish you the the Best of luck in your future endeavors.